Welcome back to the Live Well with Janelle podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. I am going to be sharing my birth story. I love sharing the story. I love talking about it. <laughs> I just love the whole the whole thing. Um, I love hearing other women's birth stories, and I'm really excited to be able to share mine because it's just such an incredible and crazy and awesome and just nuts experience that we as women get to do. And I remember the whole day after <laughs> the whole day after Levi was born, I just remember thinking and saying over and over again, like, I cannot believe that women do this all the time. I cannot believe that this is how we have children. This is crazy. I can't even believe that anybody does this ever. <laughs> like it was awesome and it was great. And I'm excited to do it again one day, honestly. But I remember thinking that like directly after. It's so weird. And <laughs> you'll always hear like, oh, you forget the pain and then you'll want more kids. And right after it happens, you're just like, no, I'm never going to forget that. That was insane. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't forget. Actually, I didn't really forget the pain, but I, I guess accept it. And I'm like excited to do it again for the next baby. It's so weird. <laughs> but um, anyway, so I'm really excited to share my story. Um, so I had an all natural birth. I didn't have any medication at all. And that was great because that's what I planned on. And that's what I was really hoping to be able to do. Um, I was prepared for the fact that you know, everything does not always go according to plan. So I was mentally um, prepared for this not to happen, but I did end up being able to do it all natural. So that was really great. Um, my whole labor from start to finish was six hours and I only pushed for 20 minutes. So it was short and it was in tense. Oh my God. It was like it came on out of nowhere and it did not stop or let up <laughs> at all until he was out of there. It was crazy. <laughs> so, um, so I'll kind of back up a little bit. I'll go, I want to give as much detail as I can. So I actually wrote a bunch of stuff down. So if you hear my little scrolling of my mouse, that's just me looking back at my notes because I don't want to miss anything. It's so easy to forget. So I like sat down and <laughs> tried to remember as much as I could. And I asked Matthew to kind of double check everything to make sure there wasn't stuff that I was forgetting or that I got wrong. Because like, for example, there's this one part in the middle that I'll get into later, but I was, um, after I took a shower during my labor, I just sat on the bathroom floor and I couldn't move. I just had to sit there and I thought it was like 10 minutes. And then I got up and <laughs> Matthew was like, what? No, you were in there for like over an hour. I was like, I was. So it's really easy to misremember <laughs> things when you're going through that whole process. And I remember when we took a birth class. Uh, we only did like one, I think, but we took a birthing class and the teacher had mentioned that. She said, only, you know, don't only ask the moms for their birth stories because they do not remember everything correctly most of the time. <laughs> so that was definitely true for me. So anyway, 
I'm just going to go over as much detail as I have written down. So from the very top, so I had been having um, pre-labor symptoms or pre-labor signs for about three or four days at least before I gave birth. Uh, So I was um, having like way more contractions. They weren't super painful or unbearable, but they were definitely getting stronger and things like that. I can't remember the exact what the exact (laughs) pre-labor symptoms are, but I like Googled it and I was like, okay, yep, I think I'm in pre-labor. So I was all super excited about that and whatever. And I was especially excited because I had been getting so uncomfortable towards the end. So I, I really loved being pregnant up until that point, really mostly up until like that day. But, um, I had a great pregnancy, pretty much no issues. I like enjoyed it so much. I loved it. And, um, but the last like few weeks I had started to get pretty uncomfortable. And then that last day, so December 7th, I had him on December 8th. Um, so on the 7th, I was starting to get like, I, (laughs) I cried that morning because I was so uncomfortable. I was just like, okay, I give in. I'm over it. I want him out. I'm so uncomfortable. Because up until that point, I had been kind of holding that feeling in a little bit because I just felt like I was so lucky to have had such a great pregnancy. I knew so many people who were so uncomfortable their whole pregnancies and had just a really hard time. So I felt almost like I was being ungrateful or something like that if I was like, over being pregnant. (laughs) I don't know. It was kind of weird, but that's how I was feeling. So finally, I just gave in and I started crying my eyes out to Matthew that morning of the 7th. I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I can't take it. I was really physically uncomfortable because he was so, so low. Like he would, he would punch my like pelvic bone because he was that low. He never reached my ribs ever. He, I never got kicked in the ribs or anything like that. He was super low. He would punch like my pelvic bone all the time. And my back hurt super bad because the weight was so much forward. So my back was constantly hurting. Of course, my feet hurt and were a little bit swollen. And I just felt so much pressure all down in my pelvic area. Like it felt like he could just fall out at any moment. (laughs) Um, At my 38 week checkup, I wasn't dilated at all. But so he was so low at that point, I was like, okay, I've got to be dilated. Like there's no way I have to be dilated like at least three centimeters. He's like pushing way down there all the time. (laughs) And, and also, during my pregnancy, I had pulled a round ligament, which is the ligament that attaches, like, from your uterus down to, like, your inner thigh area. And so that was really uncomfortable. I had to be super careful with everything that I did and walking, everything. So all of that kind of started to get really ramped up in the last couple weeks And then I couldn't take it anymore that day. (laughs) And so I had been having the pre-labor symptoms for three to four days. And then on the seventh, nothing. So I was super uncomfortable. And then my contractions stopped. Nothing was going on. And I was like, 
you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> so um, I was really discouraged. <laughs> and so I wasn't having any contractions, no Braxton Hicks or anything. And then Matthew and I were laying on the couch and um, it was like 1030. Yeah, like 1030 at night. And I wasn't wearing any underwear, TMI, but that's okay. You know what? This whole story is about to be TMI. <laughs> Probably a lot of this, a lot of stuff I'm going to cover on this podcast. So <laughs> we're just going to have to get really comfortable with that. <laughs> but so anyway, I wasn't wearing any underwear and I felt like a little wetness on my pants, on my leg. So I was kind of thinking like, oh, you know, maybe it's kind of the usual stuff doesn't really feel like anything like my water breaking. So I went to the bathroom. Honestly, at that point, I was like, shit, maybe I peed a little bit. Who knows? <laughs> There's so much pressure going on down there. Who knows what the heck is happening? <laughs> so I went to the bathroom and checked and there was this uh, wet spot on my pants. It was like probably around the size of like a softball sort of. But again, no, no contractions or anything. So I came out of the bathroom and I told Matthew like, hey, there's this little wet spot on my pants. I don't really think it's anything because I don't feel anything. I don't think it was my water breaking, but like my pants are wet. <laughs> and he was like, well, you should just call the advice nurse probably. And I was like, or the, um, not the advice nurse, the labor and delivery center at Kaiser. So I was like, okay. So I called them and they were like, no contractions or anything. Okay, well, what you can do is just lay down on your left side for one hour and then put like a pad or like paper towels or something like that underneath you and see. And then after an hour, stand up and um, see if the paper towels are wet. If a bunch of water, you know, comes gushing out, then your water has broken. If not, then it hasn't. So I was like, okay, sounds good. And <laughs> the, um, when I was on the phone, Matthew was like rushing around trying to get everything ready. He <laughs> looked really nervous and nervous, but also confident at the same time. He was like just getting everything ready, packing up. And I was like, dude, like, I don't think it's happening because they told me to lay down for an hour right now. I don't think this is it. And then so I laid down and like right after I laid down and got off the phone with them, my contractions started and they hit hard and they did not let up. It was like I laid down and then I got a contraction. I was like, "Ooh, that was painful. Like that one felt like a real thing. And I was like, well, I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. And then they were like one to two minutes apart. It was it was that quick. It was just like they started. They were strong as heck and they were only one to two minutes apart already. So I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, OK, I guess this is it. <laughs> Matthew was right. And so he was like, there is no way that you can lay down like that for an hour. I was laying down for like 15 minutes at that point while he was getting everything packed and like in the car and everything. And he was like, it's only been 15 minutes and you like can't even barely talk through your contractions and they're one to two minutes apart. Like we're not waiting an hour. We're going to just go in and, you know, worst case scenario, they send us home. 
And worst case scenario, we don't want to go all the way back home. We're just going to sit in the lobby (laughs) and wait there. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So at that point, we got into the car and started driving um, to the hospital. And it was about 11 p.m. at that point. And my contractions were so bad, I could not even talk through them. Not at all. Yeah, no way. Because I remember by the time we reached the freeway, I called my mom and I like couldn't talk for a minute while I was having contractions. Um, Not at first. When she first answered the phone, <laughs> she was like, oh, my God, Jill, is it happening? I don't know how this woman, I don't know if it's a mom thing for everyone, but she just knew exactly what was happening. She just answered the phone and was immediately like, it's happening. It's happening. I was like, how did you know? <laughs> so I was like, yeah, we're on our way. So, um, and oh my God, every bump, ugh, every bump on the road was agony while I was having contractions. Oh my God. And so it was late at night and it was raining because yeah, it was December 8th. Well, still 7th at that point, but it was raining. And then we get on the freeway and like five or 10 minutes into it, there's a flipping accident on the road. I was like, oh shit, I am going to have to have this baby in this car because it's already happening really fast. Like I, you know, I was like, crap, (laughs) but luckily, thank God it didn't last long. We were stuck in dead stop traffic for like five or 10 minutes. So thank God that led up and we get to the, um, hospital and, I'm having such bad contractions. I'm like leaning over the counter while they're trying to check us in and get all of our information. And then we get set up in our room and the lady's like, yeah, I don't like, I don't think your water broke. And I was like, okay, well, something's going on. (laughs) But she was just kind of like, yeah, I don't think so. Cause they, they did another little pad test. They put a pad under me and had me sit down and They came back in a few minutes later and were like, oh, it's totally dry. I kind of doubt that it's broke. The water broke, but um, we'll we'll do like a so they ended up doing a swab test. They put this little Q-tip type thing inside me and they were like, "Okay, if it comes out blue, that means your water has broken. And they did. And it came out blue. So my water had actually broken. But they also said at that point that I was only one centimeter dilated. I was like. Oh, crap, because it hurts so bad already. (laughs) And I was only one centimeter dilated. I was like, oh, my gosh, what if this takes forever? Oh, no, (laughs) this is already really painful. And I'm only at the very beginning. (laughs) Here we go. So so since my water had broken, they did admit me and got me into a room. Thank God. And I got to kind of labor mostly exactly how I wanted to in an ideal world. I wanted to labor mostly at home, you know, where I'm most comfortable and have all my stuff and everything like that. But um, this ended up being fine, too. All of the nurses were so great and so nice. And I loved my midwife there. That was I had such a great experience there. I was really happy about that. So once I got in there, the first thing that I did was uh, lay down on a, or (laughs) not lay down, sit down on a birthing ball. 
So I had to try out a couple of different ones. Thank God they had a few different sizes because one was too big and one was too small. And either way, it got really uncomfortable. Like I had to be in the exact perfect position. Um, otherwise, I was in just a ton of pain with each contraction. So, so finally, I got the right size birthing ball. I sat on the ball and leaned forward on the bed with my elbows on the bed and Um, The way that I got through my whole entire labor was truly just focusing on my breath. I just remember breathing in through my nose um, for probably like four or five seconds and then out actually through my teeth. (laughs) Um, Every time I exhaled, I would I would blow out through my teeth. And then also because I was doing that, it made me really, really dehydrated. So I had Matthew bring me water the whole time. He was like literally my water boy. (laughs) That's like mostly what he did that whole entire night. And I I couldn't talk. It was like, I couldn't talk. I couldn't like move or do anything besides just focus on my breathing. I just had to keep 100% of my focus on my breathing because my contractions were like every minute and like 30 seconds long or I don't even know, however long. So it it was really, really constant. So I could not take my attention away from it. And when I would take my attention to like, not, I never, I never screamed or anything, but if I would make, you know, some noise in pain, it would actually make it way worse. So I tried not to do that and just focused on my breath. So when I needed water, I would just be like, water, water. (laughs) And Matthew would bring me a sip of water. And so at this point, I was just on the birthing ball for a long time, asking Matthew for water. My mom and my dad were both in the room and Matthew's mom was in the room too. So that was really nice. The room was really dark. Everyone was being really quiet. That was nice because I just had to focus on what I was doing. And at some point, um, (laughs) I actually ended up asking for the epidural, which I was not expecting. I was so, so dead set on like, no, I do not want the epidural. I made sure to tell Matthew, like, if I ask for it, make sure to offer other options. Like, (laughs) I don't want to do that. Um, Just because of like previous experiences that I had heard. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but just that people had issues with it or, Um, like this one story I heard of this woman who, um, they gave her the epidural too late or something like that. Something happened or they they gave her too much and she wasn't able to hold her baby for the whole first day. So I was like, hell no. So a bunch of reasons like that. But on top of all that, I really just wanted the experience of doing it natural as well. So I had said, okay, before that, give me the the laughing gas stuff. But by the time that came, there's no way I could have that because I was already so nauseous. Like my contractions were making me pretty nauseous and I was a little worried I was going to throw up at one point. So I knew that stuff would make me really dizzy. So I was like, no way. Just give me the goods. (laughs) Give me the epidural, please. I was like, but I was being timid about it. And I was like, well, (laughs) is there any way that I can get like just a little dose of the epidural? And (laughs) 
like not a lot. <laughs> and they were like, um, no, that's not how it works. Everyone was like laughing. They were like, no, that is not how it works. So I couldn't do that. But um, so I was like, OK, just give me a few minutes to think about it. I'm going to think it over. And my dad was like, don't don't do that. The whole like spinal injection really freaks him out. So he was like, you you can do it. Don't don't do that. And I was like, well, let me think about it because <laughs> you're not feeling this pain. <laughs> um, and I was considering it, but I was so, so shaky because, like I said, my contractions were so close together and nonstop. They were never letting up. So my muscles were tensed up for hours at that point. It was like two to three hours at that point, maybe even more, actually. But they were completely tense that entire, entire time. And for the epidural, you need to be perfectly still while they inject it. And that my dad said later, that was one of the reasons he was trying to tell me not to do it because he was like, the way you were shaking, there was no way. He was like, it would be impossible for you to stay still at that point because you were so shaky. Like he was kind of annoyed. Like they should have told you no just because of that. Like that, there's no way. So yeah, but ultimately I decided, you know what? It's okay. It's not worth it you know, the risks that could happen. So I'm just going to push through. And then in my mind, I just had to be like, okay, you know what? No, we're doing this. We are doing it. Let's just do it. Let's just do it the way we wanted. Get through it. Keep breathing. Just do whatever you need to do. So that was that point. And then a little bit later, I remember just getting extremely hot, like extremely hot. And I just had, I got this really strong urge to just be completely naked. Like I was like, I need to get naked right now. I can't have any clothes on me. Nothing can be touching my body at all. So I was like, okay, dad, out. <laughs> so I, I kicked him out at that point. And because I wasn't going to have him in there for the delivery anyway. But I was like, yeah, okay, now's the time. Scoot out of there. See you later in the lobby. <laughs> and I just completely got undressed. And then I was just leaning against Matthew for a little while. And then after that, I was like, okay, maybe. And I was standing leaning against him. The ball wasn't doing it for me anymore. That's how my labor went a lot. It was like, whatever I was doing felt really great for a while. And then like, all of a sudden, I needed it to stop immediately and I needed things a certain way like that exact second. So I don't know. It was really interesting. So I had that experience. I had to stand up and then after a little while I was like, okay, maybe, you know, there's no place for a bath here. I thought a bath being like submerged in water actually really would have helped at that point, but that wasn't an option. So I decided to take a shower instead and I let the water just hit my back, my lower back. It And it felt amazing for a while. Um, I don't know how long I was in there. I want to say it was like an hour or something like that. But the water felt amazing. And I've heard that and I, I read a lot on like, I this is a thing too. I did a ton of research beforehand on what kind of positions to do and what kind of things to do to make your natural labor easier. So the birthing ball was one and I did that and it did help a lot. And then 
water being submerged or having water on your body. I've read a lot that that helps you feel better. And it felt amazing for me while I was in the shower for a while. But I think it definitely would have been awesome to have been like all the way submerged in water. But anyway, so the water was great for a while. And then again, all of a sudden, I was just like, oh my God, this is making my pain so much worse. Get it off of me now. Get it off me now. And I was like, Matthew, get me out of the shower. I have to get out of here. (laughs) So he came in and helped me in the shower. And oh, I just remembered right before I got in the shower is when I had my bloody show. So actually, my water broke. It didn't break all the way, though, which I'll talk about in a sec, too. But my water had broken a little bit. And then my mucus plug came out like a few hours later. And then I got in the shower. So just a little quick note on that, because I know before I went through this, I thought your water broke or no, I thought your mucus plug came out and then your water broke. And then it was like, but yeah, I don't know. That's how it was for me. So anyway, once I got out of the shower, I sat in like a, if you've ever done a child's pose, like a yoga child's pose. Um, So I was like on my hands and knees and then I pushed myself backwards. I sat my hips into my feet. And while you're pregnant, you have to, obviously your belly's in the way. So I was like kind of propped up like on my hands. And so I sat like that on the bathroom floor for like an hour, I guess, or more. To me, I thought it was like 10 minutes. Honestly, the whole night I thought went by in like one hour. Like it just, oops, damn, I hit the pop filter again. I'm sorry. (laughs) I cannot get used to this thing being in front of my face. (laughs) But anyway, so yeah, I thought that I was on the floor for like 10 minutes, but it was at least an hour, I guess, Matthew said. And I just, oof. Oh, man, the pain at that point, I just felt so much pressure and I just I could not move like there is no way I could have moved my legs and stood up because my contractions were just insane at that point. Oh, and this is a good place to mention, too, that they didn't want to check me to see how dilated I was since my water, my water had already broken So they didn't want to introduce any bacteria and give me the risk of getting an infection for me or my baby. So they said they weren't going to check me until I felt the need to push. So I was like, I didn't know where my progression was at this whole entire time. So I was going through all of this and I started off the night at one centimeter and I was just like, (laughs) I was like, what if this goes on? For like, you know, people labor for like 36 hours. What if this goes on for super long? What am I going to do? Like, I don't think I can make it. (laughs) I was like, that would be crazy. So yeah, so I had to do this whole thing not knowing my progression at all and not getting checked at all. And so when I was sitting on the bathroom floor, finally, I was like, okay, I feel the urge to push a little bit. And so I told the nurse, I was like, I think I feel like I need to push a little bit. Can I get checked now? And so I did. And I got up and I laid on the bed, which was the worst. Oh my God. I cannot believe that women, so many women deliver their babies while laying on their backs. I had to be laying on my back um, just for a couple of minutes while I was being checked out to see how dilated I was. And it was so painful. 
no way. It was so painful. I was like, I cannot stay like this for any longer than I need to be. So they checked me out and I was at an eight. Hallelujah. Oh my God. I was like, oh, that was the biggest sigh of relief ever because my worst fear was that I was going to tell her, okay, I kind of have this urge. I don't really know though. You know, I've never gone through this before. So, and so I was worried that I was going to do that and have gone through all this and be at like a three or something. I was like, I just know it. She's going to say a three or something really low, but thank God she said I was at an eight And I was like, oh, thank goodness. So she was like, well, why don't you stay on the bed? Because you're progressing really quickly. So you should stay on the bed. And if you feel more of an urge to push anymore, then let me know and I'll come check you again. So I mean, like 10 minutes later or something, I was like, "Okay, I'm feeling it more. And she checked me and I was at a nine. And then like a few minutes later, I started pushing And the one thing that I do wish I had was just a little bit more guidance um, through my whole pushing situation. Um, The midwife was great and she totally like aligned with everything that I wanted to do. She, you know, let me do everything naturally and didn't try to push anything on me at all. And when it came time to push, she was like, okay, just when you feel the urge to push, just go ahead and give a little push. Like it'll feel kind of like you're trying to make a big bowel movement, but just when you feel the urge, you just go ahead and start pushing and I'm right here. So that was really great. And I absolutely love that attitude, but um, I just think that I I just could have used a little bit more guidance because I was kind of like, I think I feel the urge to push, um, but I don't really... No, I mean, eventually, of course, it felt really, really strong, like when he was almost out and everything. But before then, I was kind of like, I kind of do. I don't really know. So I gave some like little pushes. But then eventually it was hurting so bad that I was like pushing between contractions. And I think that that is one of the reasons that I tore um, because I've read that if you actually take just a little bit longer to push like around 30 minutes to an hour, I guess, is supposed to be some sort of like ideal sort of time of pushing if you can do that. And then also push kind of slower. So you're kind of just thinning everything out really slowly and give everything time to open up. That can help. It's not a guarantee, obviously, but that can help you to not tear. And I was like, at a certain point, I was like, I'm just gonna completely push, let's just get this guy out of here. And I was just totally pushing between contractions. So I think I could have used a little bit more guidance on that, but that's okay. It is what it is. So uh, for pushing, for delivering, I started kind of like sitting up, which was weird. I was sitting up on the bed and I just kind of lifted, which no one told me to do this. I don't know why I was doing this. I just kind of lifted my, my butt up and was kind of just pushing like that. Um, Like I was like on my hands sort of. Um, So I was just pushing like that for a sec. And then I said I wanted to use a squat bar. So they let me do that. And the way that you do that, you, you kind of hang over it. So you squat over the bed and then you have kind of your armpits sort of resting on the squat bar. So I did that and I was pushing like that for a while. And that 
was actually really painful. I thought that that was going to make everything easier. But just for me, I think the way that Levi was positioned, it actually made it harder. And he actually wasn't getting enough oxygen at that point. So they had to have me stop the squat bar and they said, okay, lay down and lay on your side. And I said, okay, which side? And they said, your right side. So I laid down on my right side and I kept pushing It was really hard. And I guess his oxygen level still he wasn't getting enough. So they were like, "Okay, you're going to need to turn over to your left side. And I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) That felt impossible at that point. Like at that point, your I mean, my contractions the whole entire time of my labor did not let up, you know, but at that point, when you're pushing, they're really, really not letting up. It's literally 100% of the time your body is trying to push that baby out, obviously. So like to try to roll over from my right side to my left side felt so impossible. And it was so painful to do that. And then all I remember at that point is just turning over. I put my face, I don't know why I did this. I put my face in the pillow Because I thought that I was like screaming, like I thought that I was like wailing and screaming and being so loud. So I put my face into the pillow and they had to like force a little oxygen mask like into onto my mouth because they were like, what are you doing? (laughs) You need more oxygen. You need to breathe. So I um, yeah. And all I remember is doing that and then pushing more and him finally wiggling out of there. Oh, man. Oh, that was some pain. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy to think that I even did that and that women do that all the time. It's nuts. It was like the other day, my cousin Heather asked me what it feels like when they're actually coming out. Like, can you feel them moving through your body and all of that? And my answer was, yeah, sort of. You can like what I felt was I could feel my bones moving because your bones move to make enough room for them to come out. And I could feel all of that. And what it felt like, (laughs) what I described it feeling like is like, if you had, if your two sides of your torso were mountains, and they were having, they were like going through a huge avalanche both at the same time and like an avalanche in the direction of like from the top of your torso to the bottom. That's kind of what it felt like. I don't know why I'm using that analogy. I don't know why that's where my brain goes and that's how I think of it. But that is just like the best way that I can describe it. It's like felt like kind of an avalanche was happening, like so, so much pressure. And you can I could feel my bones moving and the amount of, I don't know, tension and pain that I could feel during that moment while he was moving his way down there was crazy. I I didn't feel anything in terms of like the tearing or anything like that. I didn't feel that, but I felt my bones shifting and that whole pressure situation. I felt that a lot. But um, yeah, so on that, I did I did tear. I got just like a little surface tear, which didn't. I was kind of like, oh, great. Like, that's not a big deal. And turns out it was extremely uncomfortable, which I will talk about in my postpartum recovery journey episode. Um, That ended up being uncomfortable. And I also tore 
forward a little bit, which was really painful. I still have problems with that whole area. Um, not anything major, but like sometimes I, I went into the doctor recently because I was like, it, it feels like it's tearing more or something. It's really weird, but they said everything looks fine. So I don't know what happened, but that's what I'm talking about. That's the thing that I think potentially may have been better had I taken my time pushing. Um, so, you know, you never know, but I will definitely try my best <laughs> with the next baby to be a little bit more careful about that. Okay, so I'm just going to look over my notes super quick to see if I missed anything because I did that whole thing just now, not really looking at my notes. So I just want to go back and make sure that I got everything covered. And okay, good. I'm glad I did that because I actually found something so that I missed. So when I was using the squat bar, so my water had broken in the beginning, but it had only broken a little bit, I guess. It didn't like break all the way. So while I was on the squat bar, oh my gosh, the it broke all the rest of the way. So the nurses referred to it as like my my bags of water burst. That's the terms that they used. So yeah, so <laughs> my bags of water burst and it felt like like a huge water balloon had like exploded inside my vagina. It was crazy. I was like, oh my God, what the hell? And it made this huge, loud pop sound. And that whole thing, it was, that was traumatic. <laughs> like that will be engraved in my brain forever. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I was like, what the hell just happened? And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, I just started freaking out and I was just kind of like, what the hell was that? And they were just like, that's okay. Um, that's just your bags of water burst. So and I was like, okay, I guess that's good that nothing's wrong. But like, what in the world? That was crazy. <laughs> that felt terrible and just totally nuts. So I'm glad that I remember that because that was really crazy. So anyway, at the very end, of course, he comes out and they lifted him up and so funny. I remember the first, very first thing that I thought is I was like, holy shit, he looks just like me. <laughs> I was like, I was not expecting that. Like for some reason, I just was expecting him to look exactly like his dad or just not look like me at all. But I was like, oh my God, that baby looks just like me. This is the craziest feeling like going through all of this and then feeling the insane amount of like physical relief once he comes out. It's like, oh, oh my gosh such a huge relief. And then they pull him up and I'm like, whoa, that's like, <laughs> I see, totally see myself in that tiny, tiny baby. It was insane. I was like, awesome. I was not expecting that. But of course, as he gets older, he does look just like his dad. He looks exactly like him. They're twins. Go figure. But that's okay. <laughs> He'll be handsome just like his daddy. <laughs> so anyway, that is about it. Of course, like 40 minutes later. That was really long. <laughs> but there was a lot to tell. I wanted to give, again, as much detail as I could. And that was everything that I remembered, at least for now. I think I got everything. But, you know, in later episodes, I'll talk about stuff if I remember it, if I did miss anything. And in my um, one of my upcoming episodes, I will talk all about my postpartum recovery journey. And I will actually start that 
from like right after I deliver, because that's something that I never really heard about a lot was like what to expect right after they, you know, come out and and all that. So I'll start at that point and talk about everything I have felt and gone through up until now, which I'm seven months postpartum now. So there's a lot to cover there too. A lot of good stuff. I'm really excited. But anyway, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Remember to rate and review it wherever you're listening to it if you did like it. So that way we can help other people find the podcast as well. So alrighty, thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. 